The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Katie Worthington Decker. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Katie Worthington Decker, President and CEO of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. This podcast is produced by the Winter Haven Chamber and recorded at Dolphin Image Studios in Winter Haven. Our producer from Dolphin Image Studios is Joe. Hey, Joe, tell our listeners a little bit about the studios. Thanks, Katie. At Dolphin Image Studios, we are a full production film and television studio. We offer a 3,000-square-foot soundstage, a psych wall, an LED wall, a podcast studio, and a massive eight-acre backlot for all of your filming needs. To find us, go to facebook.com backslash Dolphin Image Studios, or find us on Instagram at Dolphin Image Studios. Electricity. It's the very foundation of our modern society. Our economy and our quality of life are dependent upon it. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Nick Plott, Polk County Regional Manager of External Affairs for Tampa Electric Company, to speak about what investments they are making in our power infrastructure and technology. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of our sponsors who believe in advancing commerce and community in Winter Haven. We'd like to welcome and thank Mahalik Auto Group for sponsoring season two of our podcast. This family-owned and operated business was first founded in 1966 in Michigan by Ralph Mahalik Sr. The family opened Winter Haven Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in 1991 and continued to expand in Polk County, now owning three additional dealerships at Posner Park, in Lake Wales, and Alfa Romeo Fiat of Winter Haven. Not only are their teams dedicated to finding you the perfect vehicle, but they are also focused on building a strong relationship with the community and treating their buyers like family. Find your new ride for 2021 and learn more at www.lowpaymentkings.com. Nick Plott serves as the Polk County Regional Manager of External Affairs for Tampa Electric. Tampa Electric plays a key role in not just our quality of life, but in our ability to grow and the success of our economic development efforts. Today, we'll talk to Nick about his career path at Tampa Electric and the investments they are making in solar and other forms of energy to ensure their customers have reliable and consistent power. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. Well, I am excited you are here, Um, not just because you are one of my board members and have become a great friend over the years, but because the company you work for, Tampa Electric, is doing some great things in the world of renewable energy. And so I'm glad to be uh, talking to you today about some of those efforts. But before we get to that, I want our listeners to learn a little bit about you. So did you set out knowing you wanted a career in utilities? Absolutely, 100% no. (laughs) It's a long and winding road uh, filled with many missteps and uh, many lessons learned, but um, 
I don't know. I mean, going all the way back to college or even before that, um, I'm an Air Force brat. My dad was career Air Force. We lived all over the world. I was born in Italy. Brother was born in Germany. We've lived Las Vegas, Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina. Now, um, the last place we lived as a family when I finished up high school was MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my Tampa connection where I kind of put down my roots. Um, my parents are from Western North Carolina, so um, all my family lives around the Asheville, Hendersonville area of Western North Carolina, and my parents still had residency there, so it was much cheaper for me to actually go to a North Carolina school than it was a Florida school. So I went to Western Carolina University, um, and my parents uh, subsequently, after I, like the week after I graduated high school, moved to Maryland when my, my dad was stationed at uh, Fort Meade, Maryland for a little while, so I was kind of stuck in between, which is actually good. Um, at Western, I could drive nine hours north to see my parents or 10 hours south to see my friends back here in Florida and always assumed at some point I'd end up back in Florida. After college, I sold real estate with my mom up in Maryland for about 18 months and it was fantastic for about those 18 months, <laughs> 2005, 2006. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, making money hand over fist, this is going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as a child of that recession, I uh, realized real quickly um that came to a screeching halt and um, painful, painfully screeching, halt. painfully screeching halt, and uh, decided. Well, I've got essentially no business up here in Maryland. Uh, wasn't up there really long enough to put down any roots, mm-hmm. or and you know, as the real estate market dried up, decided. Well, thought maybe someday I'd retire to Florida, but hey, you know, <laughs> let's make that transition now. So, made my way back down to Florida. Had a series of temporary jobs. Um, met my wife, your friend Mary Jo, yeah. and. Uh, Decided uh, we were going to make that step, get married, and uh, had two choices at the time. Could uh, take this 100% sales commission job or get on with Tico. Mm-hmm. And uh, marrying a pastor's daughter and a conservative family, they're looking at me pretty hard thinking, uh, boy, you better take that uh, <laughs> that steady Eddie paycheck Tico job. But mm-hmm. uh, no, honestly, it was probably the second best decision outside of marrying Mary Jo. It was probably <laughs> Good answer. Exactly. <laughs> Probably the second best decision I ever made because um, it's a phenomenal company. Um, you know, we're the lifeblood of, well, every industry. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't do anything in this world without electricity. And it's really uh, just a environmentally focused, um, mm-hmm. business and community focused company. And mm-hmm. it's just really helped me grow in my, um, my career path and just any number of things. What has your career path been like within Tampa Electric? So my first job uh, coming into the company, and I was a business law major at uh, Western Carolina University and thought for a hot second there I'd go to law school or maybe get an MBA. So I came into the country um, in, into the company as a contractor for NERC compliance. And about NERC a, compliance? NERC, N-E-R-C, okay. North American Electric Reliability Council Compliance. And about as sexy as it sounds, uh, <laughs> what happened is... Um, You'll probably remember the Northeast blackouts in 2003. Something mm-hmm. happened, I think, in a substation maybe in north, northern New York, maybe even Canada, but mm-hmm. cascaded all the, way, all the way up into eastern Canada and about as far south probably as Baltimore, Maryland. I mean, mm-hmm. you might remember the news clips back then of you know people having to walk across like the George Washington and the Brooklyn Bridge because the sub- subway system wasn't working and wow. millions of people were having to you know, get out of Manhattan. So that caught a lot of lawmakers' attention back mm-hmm. then. And uh, they decided real quickly to write some rules around, you know, the electric grid and local and competing uh, power uh, companies uh, working cooperatively to make sure that, you 
you know, we're all thinking, you know, holistically and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not stepping on each other's toes. So they wrote up a bunch of rules real quick and had to implement those out to the power plants. And that's what I did at Tico for about the first seven years um, of my career there. And it was great. Got to know the company. Realized pretty quickly that a a life in compliance probably wasn't, you know, going (laughs) to be there as a top choice forever. But, Mm -hmm. um, um, what got me kind of on this trajectory, um, being the external affairs manager for Polk County is, um, I got, um, I worked for a boss at the time who was very involved with our political action committee. We call it TPAC, Temple Electric's uh, political action committee, mm-hmm. and just got exposed to this whole world of advocacy, which we do very well at the chamber. Uh, I know you're very passionate about, I am as well. And just working on the issues in and around our industry and what affects us day to day. And, um, that kind of opened my my view up to this world of day-to-day advocacy and Mm -hmm. being out in the community and dealing with um, all the issues that arise for the utility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people probably don't realize how much someone in a position like yours does uh, interact with local municipalities and the counties. I mean, it, it... it goes beyond what you hear at a federal level in terms of regulation of the industry and certainly even at a state level in terms of the different laws that different states create um, for the industry within their states. But, I mean, you're at city commission meetings and county commission meetings and not just for potential developments that that um, TECO might be doing. With, we're going to talk about some of that today in terms of, of solar energy and things of that nature. But to just be aware of the growth in the community and potential new businesses coming to the community and how, as you said, your industry is integral to the success of all of that as you have to make those power, literally power those communities. Oh, the number of taglines that you can throw <laughs> oh, yeah, the, into The puns this. just write themselves. Oh, they do. They do. So during your time with the company, so how long have you been um, in total with Tampa Electric now? In total, 11 years. 11 years. How has the industry changed during that time? Oh, my goodness. Uh, how is it not? Well, I mean, Tampa Electric, you know, we're just the hometown utilities for about 115 years. I mean, we literally started in, you know, what is known as proper downtown Tampa back in, I think, 1899. And mm. we had a oil-fed plant right there off of the Hillsborough River. Um, and it was pretty consistent. I mean, it was, you know, at the end of the day, we want to spin our generators. And that's transitioned from oil to coal and to now we have a heavy mix of natural gas. So the technology behind the power generation is certainly one thing that's that's changed a lot. The company's even changed in terms of its growth and mergers and things of that nature. So tell us a little bit about the company that um, Tampa Electric merged with a couple years ago. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Thanks for asking about that. So Amera Energy out of Halifax, Nova Scotia bought us out about four years ago, and it was it came at a great time. We'd kind of reached the max of what I think we could have done at our size Again, um, you know, the technology had been kind of on a linear trajectory for about 110 years. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I mean, the transformation of what we're going to see in the next 10 to 20 years, whether it be solar or just microgrid technologies, mm-hmm. things of that nature, just I, I always told people, you know, the previous generation of Tico employees probably didn't see a whole lot of change within their 20, 30 years career. Mm-hmm. You know, in the next 20, 30 years, you know, my career encompassed, it's just going to flip on its head. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it's just really exciting. Um, what we're doing out in the community and preparing people for the change that's coming is really excited. You're already starting to see it. I think everyone in uh, the side of Polk County has already had their meter switched out mm-hmm. from that old analog or just, you know, meter that just kind of read what your usage was through the month to a fully automated meter, which we can actually read at our headquarters in downtown Tampa. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, make turn-ons and turn-offs right there. Yeah, um, the smart meters. Exactly. Do you call them smart meters? We do call them the smart yeah, meters. Yeah, and that's what, um, so in, in a past life, um, I worked with Lakeland Electric when they transferred to the smart meter. Um, and it was all about the, how do you explain to people um, that technology, which... Um, now we're so used to. I mean, everything communicates with everything. So, um, but it's, I mean, that's such a time saver for not just the individual, but for the company itself to be able to do that and kind of have a, a, a dashboard, if you will, um, at, at a main headquarters office to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And even practically, I mean, you know, we, we all make mistakes sometimes. Maybe we forget to mail out that check, the mm-hmm. pay our power bill and, you know, Unfortunately, sometimes we have to go and shut off that power. Well, instead of having to wait till the next day, you know, you make that automated payment online or just go through one of our online portals to make Mm -hmm. your payment. You know, we can flip you back on instantly. Absolutely. So um, finding alternative energy sources has been a national conversation for years. Um, And certainly anytime there's like an event in Texas where there's, you know, a hundred year freeze and that that conversation gets amplified in terms of how we generate our electricity and what are those um, uh, alternatives that the companies are looking at and investing in technology and infrastructure and all that sort of thing. So how has Tampa Electric looked at this? both kind of in the the near term, but also planning for the future. Yeah, exactly. And that's almost a nice little hybrid of my past life with reliability compliance and working to make sure, you know, there's a, we could talk for probably about an hour on what happened in Texas and that (laughs) event that went on there. And it's just kind of a cascade of horrors, but um, a lot of lessons learned. But to your point, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, what's the silver bullet? Is it solar? Is it, you know, nuclear? Is it you know, natural gas or even having coal, you know, and quite frankly, I always tell people it's all of the above. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nice to have all of these resources available to us, you know, even coal. I mean, it's an on-site resource. You know how much you have of it. You know, you're not going to get to have a pipeline disruption or a cloud cover isn't going to roll in Mm -hmm. over when you need it the most. But we are most excited about our solar renewable technology that's coming out now. Um, you know, we've dipped our toe into it over the years. We've had uh, the sites here at Legoland, which mm-hmm. people are familiar with, and then uh, another site at um, Tampa International Airport on top of their rooftop. But um, what we're able to do now is, you know, those sites were about one megawatt, but we're in the process of constructing about 1,200 megawatts mm. just from solar technology, which is incredible. And just to put, properly put that into scale, when you think about the hottest day of the year um, within our service territory, you know, thinking, you know, and usually it's, you know, that four or five o'clock hour and people are just coming home from work and they're cranking up that AC because, you know, maybe it's hot in the house and we're just needing an amazing readily available supply of electricity. We're needing anywhere from about 4,000 to 4,500 megawatts for our entire service territory to meet that instantaneous need. So to be able to provide 1,200 megawatts of that just through solar Mm -hmm. is an incredible um, chunk of that. And we're really proud. Stay with us for more after a word from our sponsors. 
Citizens Bank and Trust, we've been your hometown full-service financial institution right here in your backyard since 1920. Now in our third generation of family ownership, we've served the Polk County community for over 100 years. No matter your needs, we have the right financial solutions for you. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we've got you covered, from secure checking and personal savings plans to a wide range of personal, mortgage, and business loans. Additionally, we offer a highly experienced group of trust and private banking professionals located right here in Polk County. It takes just one visit to one of our 14 convenient locations to experience what makes our bank special and why we invite you to give us a try. At Citizens Bank and Trust, we're proud to be your bank. Citizens-Bank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. So how does solar energy work? I mean, talk to me a little bit uh, if I'm in my third grade science class, okay? <laughs> I appreciate it being at that level. Yeah, about yeah, not too technical, provide, yeah. not too technical for me, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm in my third grade science class and I want to learn how does solar energy work? How does it go from sun to consumer? Okay. Now, great question. And uh, that even goes back to my uh, previous spiel about, you know, what I thought I would do uh, throughout the uh for my, you know, long-term career with the um, company was, you know, I thought maybe at one point, because you look at the, you know, roll call of all the executives within Tico and they're all engineers. He's like, man, Nick, you've got to go back to school and maybe get an engineering degree. Mm-hmm. Well, I took Calc 2 and statistics <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> you know what? Um, maybe I, not. Uh, let's leave that to the very <laughs> incredibly smart engineering minded people <laughs> that are our company and I'll f- uh, fashion this little more liberal arts pursuit uh, <laughs> path through the company, which has done me quite well and I've really enjoyed. But to answer your question, um, you know, obviously it's, you know, we have this amazing energy source right there in the mm-hmm. sky. You know, it's the sun and it's an amazing source of energy. And then we've been making plans around harnessing that energy for decades and decades. And, I, you know, for decades and decades, we've had to say, well, we're exploring those options, but mm-hmm. the price point is just too high. And that is a great concern, right? Because, you know, probably in the previous generation of this company, we could have done sol- solar um, at the scale we're doing it now, but it would have been incredibly cost pro- mm-hmm. incredibly cost prohibitive. I mean, mm-hmm. the Public Service Commission plays a really vital role within the state of Florida because, you know, yes, they want us to have reliable power, but they don't want it to do... They don't want it to be cost prohibitive. Yeah, price people out. Exactly. So we have to be very conscious of that. uh, But it's reached a point now to where it does make sense for us to bring it out at the utility scale. And, you know, we capture that energy from the sun. Uh, We have very efficient uh, panels that collect this energy. Uh, You know, there's a lot of misnomers out there that it creates this heat island or, you know, just the areas where you might be near a solar facility that it gets incredibly hot. And that's quite the opposite. I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole point of this is that we're absorbing that heat. If we're reflecting it, you know, we've done a bad job, but these panels are incredibly efficient. We collect it right there on site. We have inverters there, which brings up another good point. People always ask, you know, why don't you just go to the furthest reaches of the county, plant all your solar out there and be done with it? Well, one of the main drivers of why we decide where we're we're going to be is one, you know, people willing to sell us the land because Mm -hmm. any one of these um, solar facilities are 300 to 400 acres. Mm -hmm. And then um, my analysts have told me that it's about a million dollars a mile Mm. the further you get away from existing transmission corridors. Mm. So you can't just be way out in the middle of nowhere because then you've got to feed it back to your system and then it gets really expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. 
So why is Tampa Electric investing so much in the expansion of solar? First and foremost, I think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are aware that, you know, fossil fuel generated electricity, you know, there is a byproduct there, mm-hmm. you know, that is carbon mm-hmm. emissions. And, you know, we want to be a green company. We want to spin our generators using the least amount of emissions possible. And mm-hmm. we can do that with solar. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things you might notice that every Tampa Electric customer will is that there's a fuel uh, line item on their bill. Mm-hmm. And that's a pass-through cost for us, whether it's, you know, um, the usage of coal or natural gas. But obviously with solar, you know, no one's charging us for the use of solar. Mm-hmm. So the more solar um, energy that we can put out into our, for the into use of our- Into your grid then. Exactly. Apparent, yeah, yeah, then exactly. you can keep those costs stable for your customer. Exactly. Stabilizing costs right. and you don't even have that line item of mm-hmm. fuel cost associated with solar. Mm-hmm. What benefits can solar farms provide to your customers as well as the surrounding areas of the solar farm? There's a lot of great benefits. I mean, like we just spoke with the, you know, levelizing of costs, but even if, um, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be a part of solar energy, but maybe they just don't live in an area. Maybe they have a lot of trees around their Mm -hmm. house or, Mm -hmm. you know, just can't personally afford um, the panels on their on their residents. We have programs within Tampa Electric where you can purchase green energy, blocks of green energy mm-hmm. from us. And even within the chamber, within the city, if y'all wanted to have a green event, we mm-hmm. could sell you that uh, block of green energy from one of our local solar f- uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. And then you can market your event as being fully supported by 100% uh, renewable energy. Wow, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, I might <laughs> sign you up for that program. Um, so what major changes to technology or the energy industry is Tampa Electric watching? When If you had your crystal ball, what are you watching? Oh, man. It, that's a phenomenal question. Uh, I mean, just really being able to scale what we're doing currently. Mm-hmm. I mean, really with solar, once we're able to not only have solar energy um, readily available, but also couple that with battery technology, mm-hmm. I think that's a real game changer. Because mm-hmm. we all know the you know shortfalls of solar. If a cloud bank rolls in, then mm-hmm. we lose that production at night. Obviously, there's no solar available. Right. But if we can put enough panels out there, capture the solar when it's available, but then we have the battery technology behind it mm-hmm. um, to To be able to use it at another time, basically, yeah. Exactly. That's the game changer. And that's what I was originally talking about, you know, how this industry might flip on its head overnight as Mm -hmm. opposed to just kind of the steady Mm -hmm. linear trajectory of the past 115 years. I mean, that's that's the silver bullet I'm excited for. Well, and and a company like yours has to be so on on top of how the national and, frankly, international conversations are going around energy and energy sources, not just from a cost perspective, because that the cost of all of the supplies to create the energy uh, impacts you guys, and then you're going to have to pass that on to the consumer. But, um, you know, anytime you have a new political administration or um, a, a new invention or whatever it might be, you know, you hear about the Green New Deal, for example, um, and that... You know, that could exist during a four year or an eight year presidential term. But what are those things amongst that that would be long, a long term impact on your industry and, and all of that? So it's you just really have to to stay as nimble as you can in terms of what you're exploring while still being that steady, you know, that steady, um, reliable source of energy going forward because people don't um People don't really have an 
uh, a choice when it comes to who they're going to get their power from. You guys are districted. So where you happen to buy a home, if it's in your district, then you're going to have Tampa Electric. And that's why your industry is so regulated in terms of, um, uh, you know, if I buy a house here or I buy a house there and, and all of that sort of thing. Um, but it's just interesting to me anyway, maybe as a political junkie, on how nimble your company has to be to be watching um, and and really predict the future in a way in terms of where you're going to have to go and what you should be investing in now. No, exactly. And that's probably the uh, my favorite part of the job is being able to have those conversations. Because mm-hmm. look, I mean, like you said, the political atmosphere out there is always going to ebb and flow. There's mm-hmm. always going to be new administrations in charge. And, you know, rightfully so, you know, Whatever side of the aisle you're on, mm-hmm. everyone's going to have their new thoughts, ideas, new exactly. ideas. Yeah. And our job here, even at the local level, is just to have those conversations with elected officials and mm-hmm. tell them, "It's like, listen, you know, first and foremost, Tampa Electric here is here to help you meet your goals. We're wanting to meet these goals as well, but mm-hmm. here's kind of the reality of the situation. Um, you know, we like to be nimble, but again, sometimes you know, we are, we are what we are. You mm-hmm. know, we mm-hmm. make." decisions on sometimes a 10-year timeline. Right. So, right. you know, we can't rewrite some of these things overnight. But mm-hmm. again, it's all about just communication. Um, I like getting out and just being able to spell out whatever whatever it is. And, right. have, and educate. I mean, exactly. you probably spend a lot of time educating people, especially, you know, elected officials. Um, they might be uh, deeply engaged in a certain subject matter or running for office because they're very passionate about uh, one thing in particular, I don't know how many elected officials run for office because they're deeply passionate about electricity <laughs> or utilities, maybe some. But um, I imagine a lot of what your job and your team's um, job entails is educating elected officials about how it all works and how it all interplays. And, um, you know, that that the benefits and the services that you provide to a community can can be that support network when it comes to economic development, when it comes to um, population growth, um, and even just keeping um, um, the affordability of a community and that sort of thing. No, exactly. I mean, a great example to that is um, a city nearby. I won't out them uh, <laughs> all the way, but... Uh, there was talks of passing a resolution that would be a ban on natural gas within a X amount of time period. And the effects of that would just be astronomical. Mm-hmm. I mean, we at Tampa Electric, I mean, it's anywhere between 75 and 80 percent of our electricity production is a byproduct of natural gas. Mm-hmm. To, so to take that out of the mix, well, we're definitely not trying to bring more coal into the mix. So that right. kind of chops us off the knees there, but then the solar piece, which we're very excited about, isn't quite as mature as people might tend to think it mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. So we still, again, like that all of the above solution, still needs to be very much at play. So just having those conversations, explaining to people, okay, I understand, you know, we're here to try to... Mm-hmm. The unintended consequences. The unintended though, consequences, like exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. so fun question to end with, what is the lamb cam? <laughs> <laughs> Lamp cam. And you talk about not a lot of people want to spend a whole lot of time, you know, interacting with their local utility. It's nice that we turn on the mm-hmm. light switch and that the power comes on. But the lamp cam is probably the, oh, not probably, it is the most popular thing we have on our social media. Mm-hmm. And what it is, um, 
God's honest truth. There are shepherds in the world still, and they will bring their herds of lambs out to our solar sites. And instead of having to go out there with um, lawnmowers and weed eaters, the lambs will mow your lawn for you. They'll mow the lawn. (laughs) They'll eat up the grass right underneath the panels, which is great because, you know, if you got out there with lawnmowers, they'd be flinging things up Mm -hmm. and uh, possibly cracking the panel. So the lamb cam, I mean, there's a season for it. I think it started, it's usually spring, so February till I think it's going to be ending this month. Mm -hmm. But February to May, I mean, we just get thousands and tens of thousands of people interacting with this, and it's the cutest thing ever. Oh, it is adorable. Yeah, yeah, if you're ever feeling bad about your day, just go to TampaElectric.com. We have a feed running most of the time, and you can just watch the cutest little lambs just hopping around. Yeah, and and just just having the time of their lives out there. (laughs) With the shade it provides as well. Exactly, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Nick, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. You're, You're one of our podcast's avid listeners, weekly listeners and we really appreciate your support i appreciate it katie thanks so much for having me women are incredible taking care of our health is the best thing we can do for ourselves and our families That's why Advent Health provides nationally ranked OB and GYN care close to home. From well woman services to pregnancy care to advanced GYN surgery, our team provides a personalized approach for every woman and every stage of life. At Advent Health Heart of Florida, you can access the expertise and whole person support you need. Start your journey today at heartoffloridawomen.com. Well, that's it for another episode of It's Happening in the Haven. We'd like to thank our guests for today's podcast, Nick Plott with Tampa Electric. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber of Commerce, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hoped you learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home.